You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems and protecting ourselves in our rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. So through our collaboration with, uh, with NK News, uh, we got the opportunity to take a look at the emails, um, analyze the malicious activities, and basically scope the overall campaign that was going on at the time. That's Alexander Milinkowski, senior threat researcher at Sentinel Labs. The research we're discussing today is titled Kimsuki Strikes Again. New social engineering campaign aims to steal credentials and gather strategic intelligence. collaborate with, with NK News um, and NK Pro. So just a little bit of uh, context for the listeners. NK News and NK Pro is a um, prominent news and analysis outlet on North Korean affairs, uh, which collaborates with um, experts on North Korean affairs and publishes detailed reports um, on North Korea to its subscription base. So the campaign um, that we talked about in our research is basically a social engineering campaign done via email correspondence it was targeting experts in North Korean affairs and members of NK Pro. That is a subscription service of NK News. So through our, our collaboration with, uh, with NK News, uh, we got the opportunity to take a look at the emails, um, analyze the malicious activities, and basically scope the overall campaign that was going on at the time. Well, before we dig into the specific campaign here, can you share with us what do we know about Kim Suki? Sure. So Kimsuki is a North Korean nexus uh, threat actor that's been active since at least 2012. Uh, the group in overall, in general, is known for, for a lot of badness, like primarily conducting targeted social engineering and spear phishing campaigns by um, impersonating relevant individuals. Um, in general, the group's um, goal is to collect strategic intelligence, for example, on geopolitical affairs, foreign policy developments, and so on primarily done through credential theft um, and delivery of um, malware. One prominent characteristic of the group is that it's consistently active um, and it's very persistent as well. And it dedicates a lot of time and effort in conducting its um, campaigns. How would you rate their sophistication? Kim Suki is very active and very persistent. 
So it's very thorough in conducting social engineering campaigns, right? This uh, means also planning who is sending the mail, the tone of the emails, and what one of their characteristics is really first establishing trust and rapport with the victims. And the initial communication usually does not contain any malicious artifacts. At least that was the case in the campaign that we discussed in our latest research. Hmm. However, they use every available opportunity during the correspondence to deliver either weaponized documents or malicious links and whatnot. So from that perspective, from the social engineering perspective, I would say that they are very, very persistent and very active in that, very dedicated on that front. Well, let's walk through this particular campaign. Um, how does it begin? What's the initial contact like? Right. So what we observed in general is primarily a social engineering campaign done via email correspondence. Um, again, that was targeting experts in North Korean affairs uh, and members of NK Pro, the subscription service of NK News. So the overall campaign was done via email. The social engineering attacks involved mainly two types of of activities. So they were contacting experts from North Korean affairs, sending draft Google documents for the experts to review. And the other vector was they were sending requests for resetting accounts to NK Pro membership, basically leading or luring members to malicious websites that capture entered credentials. When it's uh, focusing on the correspondence with, uh, with the targeted experts in North Korean affairs, as I mentioned before, the hallmark of this activity is that the attackers focused on establishing, on first establishing trust or rapport with the victims, and the initial communication did not contain any malicious artifacts. The email that you all share in your research here is quite interesting. Uh, you know, they're reaching out to people and, and asking for them to share their expertise on the the NK nuclear threat. Um, so really. I guess, touching a bit of the victim's uh, ego to start with. Uh, well, the individuals that were targeted were experts um, in those affairs, right? right. So uh, maybe some uh, further context for the listeners, NK Pro, that is the subscription service of NK News, collaborates with such experts in North Korean affairs and publishes detailed reports on North Korea to its subscription base. As I mentioned before, Kim Suki is very dedicated to social engineering campaigns. So the way that they targeted the individuals was consistent with what, with the usual things or activities that the targeted individuals are, are usually involved in. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. So they're using some custom domains here to to make it appear as though their correspondence is is coming from NK Pro? Sure. So uh, they basically used email domains that were mimicking legitimate domains. And also when it comes to capturing credentials or stealing credentials, they also used uh, websites that they they constructed 
and they mimic legitimate domains, specifically of the NK Pro subscription service. So you mentioned that, that they're very deliberate about establishing rapport with their victims here and that there could be several emails that go back and forth before they actually send a malicious file. Can you walk us through that? I mean, at what point do they actually drop that malicious file? So that depends on how the conversation goes, um, right? So the, as I mentioned, they first try to establish reports. For example, to the expert, they send um, Google, draft Google documents for them to review. If they notice that uh, the target engages in the conversation, right? After some time, they attempt to, to deliver a payload. What's an interesting thing to note about Kimsuku is that they, if they notice that the email correspondence slowed down or has died out, they tend to send also reminders. So that aligns with the persistency that I mentioned hmm. um, a few moments ago. Yeah. What is the payload that they ultimately send? So from a technical perspective, they have they had two goals, right? The first goal is theft of Google email and NK Pro subscription credentials to impersonation of legitimate login sites. So these malicious sites in the context of the emails that were in the form of links on which the, the victim should, should click, these malicious sites were constructed to capture internet credentials, basically, and transport them back to the, to the threat actors. Uh, the second goal from a technical perspective was delivery of known Kimsuku reconnaissance malware. Now, the thing about this reconnaissance malware is that it enables further precision attacks, whether that would be through custom tailored malware or some exploits that the threat group has its own possession and whatnot uh, down the line. So what are your recommendations then for organizations to best protect themselves here? Right. Uh, so all the measures for protecting against social engineering attacks, I would say they apply here as well. Uh, one thing is verifying the legitimacy of emails, of course. Uh, this involves usually examining the sender's email origin by investigating email headers, uh, but even going beyond that, like evaluating the language use, the overall style, style and tone of the email correspondence. Uh, for example, if the sender is insisting on downloading a document or clicking on a given link, this should be enough to raise uh, suspicion. Uh, note that Kimsuki is known for reminding victims, as I mentioned earlier, to do this if they see that the correspondence has, has slowed down. Going further, proper email or account security, of course. So multi, multi, MFA or, or multiple factor authentication is definitely um, a must. Uh, we at Sentinel Labs recommend adopting what we call attack-resilient MFA techniques, right? Such as the use of hardware tokens in favor of some less secure MFA, such as SMS messages or push notifications. Threat actors these days are known, known to evade SMS messages or push-based notification MFA authentication. And finally, I mean, for the specifically targeted individuals, um, it is also important to report suspicious activities to the authorities. The NSA report, which was uh, discussing this activity on a broader scale, provides instructions how to do this regarding Kimsuko activity uh, specifically. It seems to me like this really is a reminder of, of how your email account, which in this case you know, flows through these folks' Google accounts, I mean, it really is the key to everything. So much goes through there. If someone gains access to your email account, there's just so much they can do. Exactly. So we, we covered before the, the technical goals of the campaign, right? But the technical goals always translate to rather strategic or non-technical goals, right? So 
in a way, by gaining access to the email inboxes of the targeted experts on North Korea, the attackers can access their email correspondence, which provides intelligence to Kimsuku on its own, uh, I would say. For example, um, Kimsuku is known to deploy um, kind of auto forwarders of incoming emails to their own email addresses. So in a way that gives them real-time insight into email correspondence. But also not uh, important not to forget is that access to victims' email inboxes also enable Kimsuku to possibly impersonate the affected victims in further attacks. So this thing can propagate as well. We also mentioned that they targeted credentials to the subscription content of NK Pro. So by gaining access to the subscription content of NK Pro, Kimsuku in a way, has a direct insight into how the Western world perceives the ongoing developments in North Korea. So all of this, in a way, I would say, builds up the North Korean strategic intelligence, which ultimately guides North Korean authorities in the process of fine-tuning or further developing, if you wish, their overall strategy on a long-term basis. Well, mid-term, short-term basis as well. Our thanks to Alexander Milinkowski from Sentinel One for joining us. The research is titled Kim Suki Strikes Again. New social engineering campaign aims to steal credentials and gather strategic intelligence. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills all using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. CyberBit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The CyberWire Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. 
visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. 